Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Thank you for joining the Overflow Podcast on this week's Roundtable Discussion episode with our guests from the InAccess group, Andre Mullen, Drew Bex, and Richard Dolphin. Welcome to this week's episode of the Overflow Podcast. We are uh, super excited. Um, as always, my name is Joaquin. And I'm Jake. And we have some friends with us. Unfortunately, they're from New York, but we'll forgive them for that. We got one from Toronto. That's the only one we like. But <laughs> what are you talking about? That's the only one I like. But, <laughs> um, but we're, we're here to talk about stuff. If, uh, if I was smart, I would have been recording because, man, we had a lot of good stuff. Yeah, for real. A lot of good content. For real. So, uh, Jay, why don't you go ahead and, um, well, you know what? Let's do this. Let's go around the table. Everybody just uh, introduce yourself. But but first, first, you know, to remind remind everyone, we did say last week that we were going to try to do something special for this week. And this is it. This is it. (laughs) So, um, if you really like it, send us $100 and partner with us (laughs) for the... For the gold, for the golden mic. For the golden mic, the R, for the RC RC plane that we're gonna buy, all you gotta do is bring the batteries and you can use it as much as you want. So let's go ahead. Let's go, let's go around the table and um, let's. Well, we're gonna uh, we're gonna let's get these knuckleheads. To, the guy uh, who's been he's been a part of the podcast already, so right? We got our the uh, what do you call him? The the CEO, the Christian CEO, music CEO, music Christian CEO. <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh, man, you guys are amazing. It's funny. My name is Andre Mullen. I am the CEO and artist manager at the Anaxis Group, full service management company. Glad to be with you guys once again. So, uh, yeah. Yo, yo, what's good? It's your cousin from the cold, Drew Bex, hailing from Toronto. I'm just happy to be here in the A with my, my homies. Um, you know, I was happy to be on the show, man, the Overflow Podcast. Let's get it. What's going on, y'all? Richard Dolphin, straight ripping out of Brooklyn, New York, Christian hip hop artist. And we here, we are ready to have a good time here in the A. Hold on a minute. So, are you a Christian hip hop artist? Are you an artist that's are you a Christian artist that's hip hop? Rapper artist? Are you a are you a gospel? I, I got you. I'm a Christian gospel child of God in hip hop. Real talk, son. Straight up. <laughs> so you're not a rapper. <laughs> so you're just a fan then. <laughs> Slash folk basketball player from the Bronx. <laughs> so so bas- so basically we got Richard from the block. R- Richard from the block. Okay. Just not as just not as good looking as Jenny from it's, the block. No, because it's Lil Richie. It's Lil Richie. Lil Richie. Lil Richie from the block. Richie. Hey. It's Richie. <laughs> Where you from, Richie? Yeah, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn, son. You know where we at, son? Yo, uh, all right. So, so anyway, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a pro- it's a problem when you get a bunch of loud mouths. Um, so go ahead and set up what, what uh, these guys are going to be uh, Right. So last, last week... Um, I don't. I don't remember. Did we mention what what it was about? We did not. All right. So uh, no, I did. We did mention the article about the article with Lauren Daigle and what she said about wanting to break through, break down the barriers between inspirational and mainstream right, music, CCM and the mainstream. <laughs> Woo. Anyway, we'll we'll edit that cough out. 
And um, we I, I, I posted the question, right, about why is it that when a CCM artist wants to cross over to the mainstream, they're celebrated and they're encouraged, but when a CHH artist or a Christian hip-hop artist wants to do the same, they're demonized and crucified. So, as luck would have it, I'm sorry, we're Christians, we don't believe in luck. <laughs> Right? <laughs> I mean, I, I wore my lucky underwear today, so I believe in luck, because we're here tonight. Right? As luck will have it, uh, I think you got to pay wore, AHA wore, 50 cents for, for the use ho- of that. my holy pair. So as luck would have it, right, um, Dre, who's a, who's a podcast favorite and a friend of the show, um, was going to be, was down here for A3C. AC3, and, correct. And A3C, he always get That's it wrong. That's what I said. Right? And he's got Drew Beck's. And Richard Dolphin, which are a part of the Anaxis group. And um, we were blessed with the opportunity to bring actual artists into the fold and into this conversation. And we're just going to have just an raw and honest conversation. Correct. About our opinion and how we feel about this whole thing. But Drew, you know right? what I told you about the language, so keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're going to have... Pardon my Canadian. <laughs> you got you to say it into the mic. Pardon my Canadian. Stop being so polite. <laughs> right, we're gonna have Drew Bex and Richard Dolphin give us their side as artists, right? Correct. And then I guess Dre and I, as far as being in this industry for so long, right. as managers and being on the radio and all the other, <laughs> all the stuff all the that stuff. we've done together, Correct. and then. Joaquin, who uh, will speak the truth and set them all straight, <laughs> set everybody straight, and, and, and tell them the what's what and the what's not. All right, so let's start this off with Dre. Ooh, uh, wow! I feel like I'm in a hot seat. You um, are. Yes, I, I get it. Um, so we, you know, we this this whole conversation about Lauren Daigle and and her selling of. 115,000 units in its first week obviously is a major milestone. Um, her decision to uh, really a desire really to be able to bring more people to understand and know her music is commendable. Uh, I think it's I think it's something that most people, most artists, especially in the in, in Christian music, uh, should be embracing and when I mean Christian music I'm talking about inclusive of Christian hip hop I think that should be that should be a goal um, as as artists to really be able to impact the culture at large now you know if Lauren Daigle was a worship artist i.e. similar to Kim the Kim Walkers the Planet Shakers and you know, artists of that really did music that really ministered to the church. Yeah. Then I would say, no, sister, you got it wrong. You can't do that. Because even with Tori Kelly doing like a straight gospel album. Well, I mean, listen, you know. So she's doing it backwards, right? Well, she's well, from mainstream. Breaking into, uh, but like, Tori Kelly is a you know she's a Christian, she's a professor. But 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 it, it doesn't matter. We're talking about business, right? Okay. Talk about the industry so, from an I industry mean, perspective, right? From she's the, from the from the industry perspective. Um, Tori, so Tori Kelly doing a gospel a gospel project is nothing alarming, nothing surprising. Um, I think it was inevitable. 
Is it comparable? Is it comparable to Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child? Uh, yes, I would compare. I would. I think. I think. I. I would definitely compare. They both. You know, Michelle Williams, Tori Kelly. I would definitely say are similar in star power. Um, yeah. You know, I would definitely say that. So for Michelle Williams to do a gospel album, um, you know, fun fact: her husband's a pastor. Uh, well, her fiance is a pastor, not a husband yet. Um, so her, speaking into existence. Hey, look at it. I mean, hey, they are. They're you know they're courting. They're engaged. So I mean, so it you know the comparison between between Tori Kelly and Michelle Williams, you know that makes sense. Right. I yeah. think. I think. I think what makes Lauren Daigle so like this makes it such a big deal is because Lauren Daigle um, is an artist that pretty much has broken records as a Christian artist. Right. You know, she's, yes. she's broken records. And, you know, for her to say, hey, look, you know what? Um, I want my music to impact people at large, obviously is doing that, you know, um, I mean, it could be argued that, you know, she just has a very strong uh, uh, white evangelical contingent that, you know, that do support her projects and say, hey, look, you know what? We're going to get behind Lauren Daigle because her music just makes us feel good. And it just it makes us really it reminds us about the goodness of God and it reminds us about how God is through our trials and our and, and, and how God has allowed us to triumph. And that's all well and good. Um, I think that. Which which becomes a very compelling compelling argument is yo if can Lauren Daigle do that because can she take this stance and can she move in that and in that because um, there's a race card you know um, because when you talk about when you flip it and you know as we were having in this discussion if Christian if Christian hip hop artists played that card, we already know that hip-hop is predominantly viewed as people of color music. Right, but Kirk Franklin did it years ago, right? Kirk Franklin was on Gospel Gospel, and then he had the song Stomp that was played all over mainstream radio, and for a long time, he was doing a lot of mainstream stuff. But, the, but, the diff- but mainstream see, here's the difference. And, that, and that's straight gospel. But here's the difference, though. See, gospel <clears throat> is still associated. So gospel is still associated and rooted in or is an offshoot of R&B music and soul music. So it has it. So for Kirk Franklin to do a song with Mary J. Blige and R. Kelly and even Crystal Lewis, you know, and Bono. You know, and Bono that's still that's still for mainstream because for mainstream. that same song he did it only with Crystal Lewis right. for for Christian radio. So so now what you that's what I'm saying what you what you really see is within gospel music like that's okay. That's okay because gospel music is an offshoot or an aspect of R&B soul, you know, it so it has it it's, it's permissible. Mm. Christian hip hop is or just hip hop in general is very defined, very explicit, very aggressive in its approach, in its delivery, in its stance, um, even in uh, in its boldness. Or it used you know? to be. I was about to say it's defined by making bold statements. Right. So what happens or, or, is, or it used to be because a lot a lot of the new hip hop yeah, right now, the, yeah, is, a lot of it is, is, is soft. Right. But you know, from fundamentally. 
Right. You know, it's still it's, perceived it's that way. It's still perceived that way. You know, it still has machismo. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's it's not something where, you know, you look at it like, oh, no, you're like, oh, like, you know, it has a level of intimidation to it. So when you have someone, when you have an artist that says, a Christian hip hop artist that says, all right, you know what? I want to really impact mainstream hip hop. You know, I want to really impact hip hop culture with this message, the, the the message that, you know, of the gospel, this, that, and the third. And I want to make my music reach those people. Then now what happens is you look at the compare. There's no point of reference as there is in gospel music because the point of reference is R&B. The point of reference is soul music. So, oh yeah, gospel can kind of work within those. In hip hop, in Christian hip hop, the point of reference is its direct antithesis, which is hip hop. So there, so you look at hip hop and you're like, oh wait a minute, you want to impact who? Them. You want to impact? <laughs> yeah, you want to impact though? You want to impact those people in hip hop? You want to reach the same people that Little Uzu listens, Little Uzu Vert listens to, and and little and 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 little Pump, and and you want to impact those people? And little BLT and, yeah. and little, <laughs> you, little everybody you know what I'm else. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. mm. so at the end of the day, so, you wanna you wanna impact those people. So what? How are you gonna impact those people? You and only way you can. In a lot of people's minds, the only way you can really impact those people is if you be those like those people. See, that's what I'm saying. In gospel, you don't you can be gospel because gospel is inspirational. Right, and and, and I, I would I would say that I I think you said earlier like so um, maybe I misunderstood, but you know it was gospel, and then. R and B came out of gospel, mm-hmm. right? You know, um, a lot of quote unquote black music, right, right, came out of gospel. Now, when you so to kind of kind of jump on, you know, kind of strengthen that point, right? So now, when we're talking black artists, um, like um, the majority, it seems like the majority of them, or a lot of them, right? Where did they get their start? Singing gospel oh. in the mm-hmm. church, right? I mean, you go as far back yeah. as you want. Um, uh, so I think, if, but but then you said something interesting. Then you said, well, the white evangelicals or the or the the white folk, uh-huh. right, support Lauren Daigle. Now, but with hip hop, let's just kind of say in general. I mean, the white folk are the ones that buy the majority of rap music, right? You know, um, but I think the I think the I think you're right though. The problem that that Christian hip hoppers are facing. Is that and I and I said this to the guys earlier. You know, I grew up with Christian hip hop, right? I grew up from like 1980. The very first rapper I ever heard was Michael Peace. Wow! Right? I still got his cassette somewhere in the house. Fun fact: met Michael Peace at last year's KCA Awards. You know, um, he Michael Peace, then PID, then you know, so and even even then he's well, no, he's he's too old. He's like six. Oh, he's like 100 years old now. He was old. He was old when I first heard him. <laughs> Shout out to Michael Peace. <laughs> oh, that's a bad. When I first, I remember I was I was at a youth thing. I think it was the Fox Theater actually. And when I when I heard him, I was blown away. You saw Michael Peace live? Yes. Jesus. Like it was like some youth thing. And I was just like, who's this dude? We old, son. We yeah, old. We're, we're, we're gr- well, one of us is a grandpa. I'm not gonna name names, Jay. Um but even then, right, even then, even within the church, 
gospel, Christian hip hop, gospel rap, however you want to kind of name it, even within the church, it always had its its problems. Right. Right. I mean, in the black church, definitely had black church did not like it. I mean, that's why they ended up. And what was what was that? I said still. And still, right? I mean, that's why it's it's a, it's a weird thing, though, right? Because it's like, well, you know, the the white evangelicals, but that's that's where hip hop, well, Christian hip hop, ended up ended up going. So to. you know what you so check this out. Then we got so we would have to kind of step back a little bit because then if you if we we all can remember, not necessarily that we remember when hip hop started, but but. I'm just talking about as far as historically. I'm that old. I, I, I was born before hip hop. <laughs> like histor- historically, when you look at it, remember hip hop. Hip hop wasn't necessarily birthed from disco. It was the antithesis of this of disco. You know, they were like, "Yo, disco, right, right. That that joint is whack. Like, yo, it's it's about the rhyme. It's about it's about this. So so hip hop has always been." The it's rebel music. It's rebel music. It's been the revolutionary music. So that's why you know when you really look at it, yeah. Every pretty much practically every R and B singer, even out now, even the icons have come from the church. Right, have started in the church, have sung hymnals, have sang in choirs, have have been part of gospel groups, and so a natural kind of, I guess progression if we could say from gospel would be soul music would be or as we can even come down a little more into more current and relevant times neo soul music r&b music um you know so you have that again hip-hop didn't have that it doesn't have a predecessor right you know what i'm saying or i should say or i should say it's something before it not only that but hip-hop has always been seen as something from the hood, right. right? As street music, right? Right. So people were doing it in the street, and then they try to bring it into the church, and the church wanted, wanted exactly. nothing to do with it, right? Because I remember first doing hip hop like outreach stuff, uh-huh. and I had to do it outside because like no one in my church supported anything, anything, mm-hmm. anything. I had to do it out in the street. Mm-hmm. Like I had to bring these rappers in from the Bronx, from Brooklyn, whatever, and do stuff in the street. Right, and we're talking about back in the day, like right. back like when Rap Fest and all this uh-huh. stuff was going uh-huh. on. Right, shout but out to Bert <laughs> shout out to Bert. Bert, Bert, Bert's another another podcast favorite, and who actually still listens to us. Um, <laughs> we we haven't offended him yet. Um, but the deal is this, though, right? right? To get to get things back on track, um, Lauren Daigle is basically a new artist. Right, she's only had. I think this is only her second album. No, album number three. Is it number three? Yeah. All right, this then. is album number three. Then I only and all of them. And I only all discovered them, her. And all of them the have placed. Album. And all of on them the, have placed on Billboard 200. Right. But she's she's a baby. Right. Right. She's a baby. She's a baby artist in mm-hmm. w- within industry yeah, terms. Right. Yes. So yes. right, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna do this right, and then we have our and then we have like Lecrae, right? Years ago, Lecrae said. That he wanted, even before the everything was changed in one one six, everything was changed in Reach Records, and they took, mm-hmm. they changed the what is it, mission the mission statement and all that. He's talked about wanting to do mainstream stuff, mm-hmm. right? Working with mainstream artists. I'm not sure if Church Clothes came out before or after the mission statement was changed. I don't, I don't recall. Which one? Which Church Clothes? The first one. The first, the first one. one. 
The first one was before. Right? And he was always criticized. He was demonized, right? And again, we'll get into this, you know, the 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 sense of ownership that the fan base has, the Christian hip hop fan base has, that secular music doesn't have or mainstream music doesn't have, right? But still, when he said it and he was making moves towards it, he was demonized. He was rejected by the mainstream, yep. right? Because no matter what, he was still seen as a Christian artist. No matter how much he tries to fight that, he's still a Christian rapper, mm-hmm. right? But the fan base and the industry, the, as small as the Christian music industry is, right, demonized him. But Lauren Daigle, right? And I'm, and, and I'm not doing this as a race thing because right. I, I don't care about that because I've done shows with Lecrae and everybody, the majority of the audience in Reach shows, they're all white kids, right? So the thing is that CCM, and, and yes, yeah, CCM has been around for years, years more than CHH. And even when they first started doing it, they also had a lot of rebuttal, right? When Amy, Amy Grant, yeah. Michael W. Smith, well, even, yeah. right? Michael, Ling, Michael English, right? So who else? Rich Mullins. Like when all these people were trying to do it, they had their problems. So I'm at a place now where I'm like, well, if you guys suffered and you guys basically like blazed the trail, then why are you like pushing back on these guys rather than being a place of wisdom or a source of wisdom and help and actually doing the same thing for them that you that you do for for you know for I'm confusing the 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 acronyms. The, there you go. Thank you. CCM. I I think for for the most part. It, I think I don't think the concern is that I don't think okay I don't think people mind I think the thing is is if a person that there's the fear of compromise there's the fear of compromise if you started out this way if you get a big mainstream shot and your music still maintains that same integrity as an artist I believe that you will be celebrated or you should be celebrated for that because you're not compromising but the issue is on a, on on another level historically music that is like especially gospel music or music that is deemed of God or that celebrates God anytime when you hit a mainstream platform you're all, you all often are going to get that oh where why are you doing you're compromising because you have mainstream success you've seen it with Kirk Franklin you'll see it down with Andre Crouch yeah. you'll see it down even to Mahalia Jackson who's considered traditional now but when she started out she was like oh don't be singing that blues up in here right you know what I mean and now it's traditional so now Andre Couches is being acceptable. That's old, old school. Now Karen Clark Sheards, oh, they, they got a number one hit. No, it's acceptable. Kirk Franklin, now it's acceptable. Now we're here with hip hop. We see the pattern. But we, had, we have historically in music, you know, you got the Jesus movement in the 70s yeah. where everybody was singing about Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Christian artists and mainstream artists. Yeah. But, but the Jesus movement wasn't breaking into the mainstream and the Jesus movement was getting a lot of grief from the church. Why? Because there were a bunch of long-haired hippies. So it's, I think it's, a, it's an, you know, um, you know, and they were bringing what? They were bringing kind of this folk rock into the church when at that time it was like hymns. You know, that's, that's, all, that, that's all that was. I think that, you know, I don't, I don't think it's the industry. It's not the industry that, the industry is about making money. At the end of the day, it's kind of like when people complain about Hollywood and that all Hollywood doesn't make Christian movies. 
well, Hollywood will make a Christian movie is going to make them money, right? And that's and we've seen that with some of these big Christian movies that have come out. Why? Because it was making them money. I think CCM, GMA is whatever, they, they want to make money. At the end of the day, that's the bottom line. The biggest push why these guys, these guys, these people don't break, I think, it's just it's the fans. The fans push back because the, the idea of compromise. And, and I'll go, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. Because a lot of these artists start off one way, and then lyrically they start off one way. Then they change their lyrics. And so the fans, what do the fans see? The fans think, wait a minute, you were, you were talking about Jesus Redeemer, and now you're talking about something else. Well, that's the slippery slope that, that fans see. Well, wait a minute. So then what are you going to rap about next so you can get that big, that big hit? I think you made a good point, too, about the, uh, the movies in Hollywood and all that. Um, for example, I think about there was a time period when I guess Hollywood was, saying, was seeing that there was money in these movies, so they made Noah. That wasn't made by Christians. That was made by, uh, I forgot the guy's name. but he was an, He's an agnostic. Exactly. Aaron Aronofsky. Or no, I forgot who it was. Yeah. Um, there was Noah. There was the, the I, I never saw this movie, but I heard it was horrible. The, the, the one with um, uh, uh, Exodus. Exodus. Exodus, God, right. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, when and, I mean, you had uh, the Passion of the Christ, which was yeah, Mel Gibson. You know what I mean? Ten Commandments. So, so, so there, so there was Egypt, a time yeah. when these movies were coming out. And courageous. No, God's well, not well, dead. The first I'm one made a lot of money. Are, courageous like, made a lot of money. I'm talking about the ones that are not considered Christian movies. Like they're they're Christian. Oh, the Book Bible of Eli. Movies. Well, that that too. But there was a pushback from the Christian community against those movies. Partially because of the inaccuracies and all of that, right? But, but then, also because of the sense of as we, as we ownership about, of ownership, it, right? It's like, hey, we didn't. This is not. This is not ours, you know right? What like, I mean? like um, Nick Cage did the reboot of the Left Behind movie, yeah. and it was his first foray like into yeah. Christian movies, and the pushback from let's say the church, yeah, right, for lack of a another generalist term, but the pushback from the church was so harsh and so so bad that he wants nothing to do with yeah. not just Christian movies but with like Christianity or the church or God or anything. We're, we're only hurting ourselves, right? Right. And, and, it's, and it's that ownership because we yeah. talked about it earlier how the fan base feel this entitlement or this ownership over their favorite artists. Yeah. Right? And and they're loud. Like and Christian, we, Christian we say, the Christian fan base is loud. Right. It's true. And we say that we want to, you know, spread the message out there and all that. A movie like that comes out. It's not biblically accurate entirely, but it gets people thinking, hey, you know what? Let me let me go go read the actual story of Noah in the Bible. Right. And you know not, what I mean? Not only that, but when they see that it's done with a mainstream backing and yeah. mainstream money, yeah. right? Like a wrinkle in time. I hate the movie. <laughs> right? The book was a the book was an amazing book. It was yeah. a Christian book, but then they went and they did the movie and they took God out. And all the things from the Bible out, and they made it into a movie all about the universe and the universe gives and the universe whatever, right? So people see, people see the mainstream money or the secular money behind it, and they'll go see it, right? So, all right, so what I'm hearing is, here, here's, here's the issue. I'm, I'm going to throw out the word, right? Here we go. It's not relevant. This is, this, where's the, where's the, the censorship button? The word, do, the word, do, is, do, the word do. is authenticity. All right, you thought I was going somewhere else. Because here's, here's what I'm hearing, and tell me if I'm, track, if I'm tracking it right. So when we're talking about movies, 
right? Noah, the movie Noah, I didn't even watch it because the trailers showed me it was like it was it was it wasn't gonna be garbage. If I want to watch Noah, I want to watch the the biblical story of Noah, yeah. not what whatever it is you think needs to be there. And that's not why a, not, I, not a movie with with, with rock, pirates with talking rock creatures and, right and pirates. So. I think those rock creatures are actually from the book of Enoch, I believe. The, the messengers, I don't know. No, I, I read the book of but Enoch. No rock creatures. No rock creatures. <laughs> but you so, got to read the book of Enoch and Bible college. So, so, here, so here's the, right, so here, so the Passion of the Christ made gobs and gobs of money. And it was an R-rated movie that Christians that will not go see R-rated movies went to see why. Because it was authentic. Right, Mel Gibson took care in telling the story. It's for my mom. My mom wanted right? to see the bootleg. She wanted to see the bootleg. So, so Mel Gibson, right? He he was like, I want to make the 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 passion, but it's going to be authentic. You know, he's talking about making a sequel. Right? He's he, he's already talking about making a sequel the resu- to the resurrection. The bo- right? No, he's he he wants to make but, a movie out of the Book of Acts. Right? Basically, he's talking. Yeah, he's saying he's saying we're going to continue the story. So it's not like Passion of the Christ two. Well, it actually, kind of is Passion yeah, of Christ yeah. too, the resurrection. But, but here's, but here, I'm back. Yeah, but here's what he said. But here's what he said. He goes, "We're taking." He's like, "We're taking our time with the script because we want to get it right." Right? Why? Why does he? Because he wants to tell the story authentically, so that those people that will appreciate the story will come to see. It. So, so, so with artists, so where's the lack so of think, authenticity? Then so the I artists think, or in the fans or I think, I in think the product? I think it's. I think it's all around. I think that the artists are, are not being authentic when you you know to who they to how they started to be how how they started. If you start one way and then five years later, eight years later, you do like a like a ninety degree turn. That, you know, without any kind of explanation, without any, you know, any, um, and it's just kind of like, uh, hey, we're, we're this, but now we're going to be this. And you leave the fans hanging. I think fans see that as being inauthentic. Wait a minute. You started one way. So, so and then fans do have ownership because um, uh, Rich said what? He goes, a lot, of, a lot of artists, a lot of people are discipled by artists. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from... Which is not necessarily right. Speaking, speaking from is. experience, I mean, I'm coming up as a new believer and I'm addicted to hip-hop. I'm a hip-hop head. What do they do? They send me to a church where there's going to be rapping. Rapping in the church? I saw it. I'm amazed because I'm seeing hip-hop, but then I'm seeing Christ. So now I see a, a place where I fit in because I didn't fit in with the suits and the ties. You know, I, I'm listening to Nas. So when I hear somebody like the truth, it trans. I'm like, wow, I feel that I can be accepted. So when I start listening to those lyrics the same way how I would listen to Nas or listen to Big or Wu-Tang, study those lyrics like sermons. Now I'm listening to something that's actually feeding my spirit. So I have a certain affinity for the truth. Even to this day, when I hear those old lyrics, it takes me back to where I was as a believer. And even now, I saw, and I'm a, I feel like I'm a byproduct of that music and what that ministry meant in the music. You know, So even as an artist, it's in my music even now. Because the same way how I was impacted, I want to be able to impact others, you know. So to see somebody that I'm that I found if I have an affinity for that I buy in and now I've bought into their lyrics and it's helped me and edified me to now see them get to a place where they have to represent the banner because it was all about representing the banner and being bold. And now it's to the point where you see hints of inauthenticity. 
inauthenticity and compromise. So now, of course, you feel some kind of way towards it. And that fear is kind of like you feel you feel betrayed. Yeah, you feel you feel betrayed. You feel like, hold up, like, hold on. As the same way you would kind of feel like your pastor, your youth pastor, you know, who, who you feel as though he fell away from the faith. You're like, huh? What? Listen, you know, you get that those feelings because of letdown and disappointment. So was it then a different story with NF compared to Lecrae? Because NF, the vibe I get is that everybody, everybody accepts NF. Well, this is the thing with NF, having toured with him. Um, NF was done was done dirty by his label, right? By his well, the Christian label that he was under, he was like dirty, dirty pool, whatever you want to call it. So he he left for a while, right? And now NF came back as part of this new breed of like sad rappers or angry rappers, right? Angsty. Right, yeah, super angsty. But I, but I think of it as depressed. Right, also. But he never, but when he returned, when he returned, because of the betrayal, right, just straight up, the betrayal from the label, right, he came back just as a hip-hop artist and didn't want to associate his name or his music to Christian rap or Christian hip-hop. But why did the fans forgive or 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 not get upset about his cuz he he wasn't that big that's what i'm thinking he wasn't that big when he disappeared that's what i'm thinking. i remember hearing right. about him like cuz i saw like a video and i remember thinking yo this kid sounds just like Eminem and then all of a sudden like a few years later like he's all over the place and and he's he's you know he's a christian but he you know and it's in his lyrics or whatever but he doesn't but he's just doing what he's doing yeah, and, I and think, then when I he think came, Lecrae started that way too. If he started right. how he is now, yes, would have been fine. I think so. Right. When he came back, when NF came back, he came back, you know, doing stuff in secular places or non-Christian places and with non-Christian artists, right? So he would, he would do like the Creation Fest tour, excuse me, with with Juice and I, right, on all the stage, and in between in between festival stops. He'd be like in, in LA opening up for Tiger. Right. So he was he was already in that realm and then still trying to do stuff here. And then the difference with NF though, ready? The difference with NF that that rubs the fans wrong, well, that other Christian artists do, is that NF from the jump never called himself or considered himself to be a Christian rapper or a Christian artist. He mentions his struggles because of his mother's addiction and his turn to God because of all that. But a lot of these cats came out of the church, right? Doing gospel hip hop, doing Christian rap, doing stuff with, you know, in the churches. Holy hip hop for life. And then right? <laughs> exactly. Holy hip hop. And then turned around and then turned around and basically like crapped on their fan base by saying, well no, I'm not a Christian rapper. It's like, dude, it's like you spent 20 years or let's say like 10 years doing nothing but Christian rap. We invested, like, like Richard said, we invested in you our money, our time, our money, <laughs> right? Because of album sales and ticket sales to shows. They're not cheap. You know what I mean? And then, and then you turn around and you just like, like you mush us. Well, mush is a New York thing. What is it? Like you snuff. Right? <laughs> you murk us. Right? You murk and, us. And that's the thing. In our hearts. That's that's that betrayal. And 
And when Joaquin and I were talking about this last week, um, CCM artists that go into the mainstream, they take their fan base with them. They don't crap on their fan base. Right? They take the fan base with them. Their fan base will continue to buy their music, will continue to go to their shows. We're like It's like Jackie Velasquez. Jackie Velasquez was a little girl, Christian music, Christian music, Christian music, Christian music. And then she went and she broke out doing Spanish music, right? And then her Spanish music, she was doing the same music, mm-hmm. right, with Spanish artists that was being played on Spanish radio, right? And, but she took the fan base with her. Right, the same songs that she would do in Christian music and Christian radio would be played on mainstream radio. Right, they take the fan base with them. Amy Grant took her fan base with her. You know what I mean? But the Christian rappers, right, these CCH are these CCH guys. They want to reject CHH guys. They want to crap on their fan base. But you know what? To but to, here's an interesting point with that is that. I think it is I think I agree with you 100% that that CCM artists take their take their fan base with them. I think what happened is that most of if not all of the fan base of Christian hip hop came from hip hop. And you have Christian hip hop artists saying, "All right, look, I'm going back over there or I'm changing this direction and I need you guys to come with me." And they're like no, bro. Like we just came from that. Yeah, we left that. <laughs> we left that. Now you want to bring us? You want to take us back to Egypt, Moses? <laughs> like what's happening? Like we ain't trying to go back. So, so there is. So there is this. First of there, you know, obviously, you know, there is the ownership that Christian hip hop, um, the Christian hip hop audience audience has for Christian hip hop artists because guess what? At the end of the day, the they look at Christian hip hop artists. As, hey, you saved me. Your music saved me. Which obviously is a very dangerous dangerous perspective and obsessive, you know, perspective to have. Because now, obviously, you know, now you get into idol worship. You know what I'm saying? On, On so many levels. But but with that being said, the problem that now occurs is that it it comes down to at least from where in my opinion it comes down to it comes down to a it it comes down to a a motive situation. So what's the motive of wanting to quote unquote reach more people? Is the motive to reach more people to make more money? Or is a motive to reach more people, is a motive to reach more people pure? Now, obviously, at the end of the day, none of us here can sit and judge that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like you know, I mentioned in the conversation the other day is that, look, none of us can judge anyone's heart. I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> I'm going to be that guy, right? <laughs> you, <laughs> you say that, and, it's, and you're right. We can't judge the situation. But can we not? Can we not judge it if... If you make that turn and you say, you know, I want to reach more people, whatever, whatever, and 
little by little, Jesus is disappearing from of your course. music no, we can. and from your lyrics we can. and from your content. Everything having to do with God and the we church is disappearing be, from your, from your music. We, we all know that. We, can, we, we have the ability, the authority. We are delegated to judge fruit. We could do that. We can do that. So obviously, if you tell me that, yeah, man, I'm just doing it to reach more people, but meanwhile, back at the ranch now, you know, I hear you talking, you know, I hear you, we got a, we hear a bleep of an F-bomb in your song because you're like, hey, trying to reach more people, trying to get them to relate and understand. No, that's not how you relate and get them to understand. What that does is that just continues to, that continues to confuse people because at the end of the day, it's like, hey, look, if you don't reach people by being, you don't reach people by being the very thing that you are in every essence of the word are saying they can be better than. And I think, I think one of the main points of contention is not only the, the content of the songs changing or whatever, mm-hmm. but the association. One of the main ways that Christian artists have kind of displayed that they're trying to cross over is by collaborating mm-hmm. with artists from that, you know, like non-Christian artists. Mm-hmm. Artists who, when you go and listen to their catalog, that shouldn't be... Mm-hmm. Like like Christian like that's not that's not for Christian ears, right. you know it's vile stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where a lot of the problem comes in, where it's like okay, you are collaborating with with darkness or people that um, celebrate. that celebrate right. certain things that that we don't you know what I mean. But like then, a but then, but, then but then here's the irony. I mean, how many times how many times have we we hear from people that follow Christian hip-hop, are advocates of Christian hip-hop, but will sit and have a discussion about, about the new Ye's, way, new, yeah, yeah. Ye's new album, J. Cole's well, new album. Yo, I like yeah. what I like M's album. Like, I read those things, and listen, I'm not sitting here judging. Hey, look, man, music... For me, music is music is music. I know I just offended some saints, but at the end of the day, listen... I'm in the I'm in the music industry. I'm a, I'm gonna push it even further. Ready? Go ahead. I'm gonna push it even further. You offended saints? I'm gonna push it even further. <laughs> right? There is no such thing as Christian music. Right? Music does not repent and accept wow. Jesus into their okay. lives. Right? right? There's no such thing as Christian music. There's music. Right. Right. And there's musical content. Right. Right. And I agree with Drew when he said that about you know. Light and darkness, sharing space and having fun times together because that's true. Like, you know, a kid that's never heard of this secular artist before because he's, his, his parents are only getting him music by gospel artists or by Christians, all of a sudden gets on Spotify and looks up, well, you know, if this person co-signs, then let me check them out. I've always had an issue with that. You know, but, right, again, it's the content. Again, it's the content because in, in the Spanish music realm, a lot of Christian artists do songs with like other artists, uh-huh. right? But it's content, right? Um, Jackie Velasquez did a song with Luis Fonsi. Luis Fonsi, what's he sing about? He sings about love and being in love, right? Except for, with the exception of Despacito. <laughs> <laughs> with the exception of Despacito, right? But still, like you look up his library and it's all love songs, right? So, and in hip hop, <laughs> sadly, in hip hop, you ain't gonna find that, right? Right, yeah, you, you're just not gonna find that, right? right? And 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 the thing is, right, and I'm <laughs> I'm tired of the the compromise 
the compromise being, well, if we don't do this music with these artists or if we don't do this music for the mainstream, then how do we reach, you know, non-Christian listeners, right? And on the Overflow, on the Overflow podcast, we say, you know, you reach those non-Christian listeners when the music's off, when the mic is down. You build those relationships. You make those connections, right? Because I've never heard anybody say, hey, you know that song that you did with all the cursing or whatever? You know, that changed my life for the better. I was in a real bad place and, you know, and I heard your song. No. But they'll listen to a, a gospel artist or a Christian artist do a song. I say, yo, your, your song pulled me out of a dark place, right? Your song really helped me whatever situation I was going through. You know what I mean? And as that's all across the board, not, not just hip-hop. Hip-hop, rock, you know, whatever it is, whatever genre it is that you want to that you want to use your talent and your gifting, right? It's all across the board. I don't, I don't see how somebody's going to tell. See, but, the, but see, that's, the, see, that's the, 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 one of the amazing things that I've always marvel, I marveled at this is the amount of pressure that we put on Christian artists, that we put on, and I'll even go here, that we put on artists that are Christians, the amount of pressure that we put on them, the amount of pressure that comes from, hey, your music has to be A, B, C, D, because if it's not this, then not not that it's not even so much anymore that it's not Christian. Yo, we question whether you're a Christian. And it's like, look, hold on. This is a little extra right now. Just because I didn't say Jesus for you five times in this song and I didn't quote, you know, Scripture chapter and verse does not is not a reflection on my personal relationship with God. That does not do it. Now, again, the only way that we can really even judge that is by fruit. I'm not going to be sitting here and trying to figure out, yo, because Lauren Daigle says, hey, you know, I want to reach more people. Oh, wait a minute. Is she really a believer? Like that's like that that is that li- that line of thinking, that line of there's something wrong with that line of thinking. There's 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 and, and that's what that's what I really believe that we have to really look at and say, wait a minute, hold up. Jesus said that we are we are supposed to be the salt of the earth. We are the salt of the earth, we are the light of the world. We are supposed to be making people thirsty for what and who we actually are in God, you know? And I just even want to second that, but I think what you said, I agree 100%. Artists are on pedestals, and even myself as an artist, whether I like anybody in the public eye, whether you stand for Christ, whether you, listen, if you are a basketball player, LeBron James can't say, I'm not a role model. (laughs) Because regardless of what, He's looked up to by people, you know, so anytime when you're in a public platform, people will admire you whether you want to or not. You don't have to ask somebody's permission to be admired. You know, you just are, period. Yeah, don't, right, don't seek the limelight, because I rhyme tight. No, don't seek the limelight. (laughs) Bars. Bars. (laughs) Facts. Don't, yeah, don't seek the limelight and then turn around. So don't, don't seek the limelight and turn around and tell me, hey man, 
Yeah, don't look at me. Don't don't look at me. <laughs> don't look at me. Wait a minute. Don't look at me. You just told me to look at you. <laughs> don't look at me. But even as but as believers, on the flip side to that, we have to realize like we have this judgmental condemnation gun ready to shoot at anything Correct. that is of error as if we're clean and that we're right. spot and we're wrinkling. Right. And if the standard is anybody that's singing before God has to be perfect and can't make any right, mistakes, right, 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 and right. then if that's the case, can we stop reading the Psalms? Yeah. You Can know. we stop reading and quoting Psalms? Can we stop, stop li- reading this Bible? Because stop, stop reading, stop reading Song of Solomon. Everybody, <laughs> can we stop? Let's throw away this book that right. we've already. Because everybody in this book, outside of Jesus, have fallen, have dropped the ball. But it's a story of redemption. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I, I think I, as believers. We lack redemption. We we love redemption for ourselves. Correct. But we quick when it where is right. grace for anyone else? Right. We're Where's quick. We're quick. We're quick to right. I mean, right. We're quick to say, "Hey, man, you know, I'm 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 falling. I'm, I'm just human, bro. I'm human. I'm but, human. But but, but here, yeah. but now now what about but what about though? I, it feels like so. I I was thinking like Switchfoot, mm-hmm. right? They started kind of they started wow. in the Christian realm, mm-hmm. and they broke out into the mainstream. They never. They never said we're, they were, others labeled them Christian rock. And John Foreman at one point said, listen, you know, Christian, you know, Christian is, is, is what I live, whatever. It's not a genre, blah, 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 blah. And he he got some pushback, but, but they, they've, they've always done the same kind of music. Right. Right. And I think, I think that's, but now have, have, have there, have they had people that that have criticized them? Of course. Everyone does. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can't escape that, but. But they they maintain who they are from the very beginning, and I think that when when you I think that's the the part of the problem is that artists um, want to come out because they're trying to capture this audience that is easy to right Christian Christian music in general is an easy audience to capture. So you come in one way, down the line all you you flip, and then you say, well wait a minute. Don't don't judge me because you sold yourself. You sold yourself one way to an audience. You you know what? I I it's funny because when I came up and I wasn't born and raised in church. I wasn't born and raised in church whatsoever. I got saved in my college dorm, gave my life to the Lord, and God ch- called me out to this ministry of of hip hop. Oh, you know what I mean? Straight up. You know, and going Uh-oh. out. <laughs> no, no problem, no problem. I want all the smoke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know. In doing that, I remember... Hip-hop's not a ministry. <laughs> I remember I had an issue. I had an issue with the fact that when people would call me with, with, with the label of Christian hip-hop, the reason right. why I had an issue with it, because in my mind, I know who I was writing for. I was writing to reach the people that were just like me. Right. You know what I mean? I was writing to reach that hip-hop head that was just like me. I was writing to reach everybody on the campus, on the college campus that I was smoking with. I want to go out and I want to reach them with the gospel. With the gospel. And that's why it was Christian hip-hop, right? But the, but the reason why I, dis, I, didn't under, I didn't like the term Christian hip-hop, because I'm not trying to reach Christians in my interpretation of right, it. Right, right. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, trying yeah. to reach Christians. Yeah. I didn't know they were rapping to church. <laughs> I'm going, I didn't know they was rapping. I was rapping in clubs. I was rapping in the Peppers Club, SOBs. That's where I was at. It was only when I, until I was introduced to see that there was a hip hop church, and I, whoa, I can rap in here? That's when my eyes and I was exposed to it, but right. it was never an intention to edify the body. See, right. and, but you know what? And see, that's a, that's, and that's the, I think that has always been, that's always been my issue with Christian hip hop is that, again, 
and really Christian music in general. Christian hip-hop, Christian hip-hop specifically, but Christian music in general. As I've said, as I've said before, um, you guys, are, this is the first time I think I'm sharing it publicly, but when I say this, it's sad that we, Christian music speaks about a inclusive God with exclusive conditions. We say, hey, come to the Father, come to, come to Jesus, he loves you, blase, 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 blase. Wait, but however, we have to make sure that you fit these 48,000 criteria first. Yeah, and, yeah. That, and then that is where, that's where it becomes a very serious issue because now you have people who, you have, there's people that genuinely will say, wow, man, I just love your your music because in their mind it's positive. Right. In their mind, it's like, yo, I just like it because man, yo, you it's a positive outlook on life. You know, it's uplifting. It's encouraging. And then but then you're but then you're really actually saying or what the Christian hip hop community is really saying, but it's not for you because you're not a believer. It's not right. for you because you're not a believer. Right. But that's no but then that, you know what's funny though is that that's just a reflection of 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 church. That's a reflection of Jay's church when he grew up in. Hey, God is inclusive, but, but if you if you're not wearing a tie, yeah. if you're yeah, not, yeah, if you, you know, don't right? got this, if this, you don't this, got this, 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 that, that, or the other. But, but and, and also now, hey, Jay, yeah, we're all 100 percent behind you to start a church, but you know, you're you're you're, you're divorced, so we can't really help you out. Wow. Yeah, so, but, you know, but I was, you know, what the what thought ran through my head when you're talking about people calling you, they were saying, oh, you do Christian hip-hop. And in your mind, you're like, no, I don't. I do hip-hop for the, for the people that I used to be with. I'm going to flip this out there. Uh-huh. It's, because this, this is what came into my mind, right? Who are the first people to use the term Christians? The Romans. The Romans. Nice. It was a derogatory term, and it. But why? Right? And why did they? Why did they say that? They said, "Well, these people, right? They're distinctive, and it, obviously, right? It was derogatory, but it, be, it was because they were distinctive mm-hmm. in how they were living and how they were interacting with society. So, so maybe, maybe that's what we should be. Maybe, maybe that's the way we should try to communicate to people. Say, listen. If someone says you're a Christian hip hop artist, don't look at it as a bad thing. It just means that you're distinctive, you're flavoring. Because no. you just said, no. well, being being no. a Christian hip hop no, no. artist, no, no, <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean you can't be like being a being a Christian rapper. Right. It doesn't disqualify you from being a rapper. Like like being a gangster rap, rapper. Rap. No one, no, you know the five percenters, the five percenters, uh, you know they didn't reject. I'm a five percent rapper, right? <laughs> right? They didn't reject. They didn't reject their label. Being, being a, <laughs> no, but but what I'm but what I'm saying though is is that like if you look at like at hip hop, right? You had like the whole five percenters and all that stuff, but they didn't go. Well, no, no, no. Don't call me a five percenter. No, that was all in them. Yo, but you know, but see, and right? that, and you're right. That was all in their music. That's all in their music. They did. They read. They read the mathematics and the whole bit. All in their right. music. But, and, yo, and, and, and Pete Rock and CL Smooth. Yo, Pete Rock. Yo, oh my gosh. His like Cole's Mecca and the Soul Brother. The whole thing is the whole thing in that whole song. There are songs where where CL Smooth calls out Allah. 
in song, like straight up in the song. Yeah, that's a whole nother. Yeah. So, so, so now, so now, if if you know, catch wanting to be like the seculars rappers, Uh right? Well, the the secular rappers aren't ashamed of who they are. Nope. Um, who was it? Was it uh? Was it was it Shylin? Where he where he talks he had a song where he talks about you know um you know people tell telling him that well you know you're always rapping about Jesus and you're rapping about Christ he was like well well you're rapping about you know money and you're rapping about sex and you're rapping about we're all preaching something right we're all preaching something so I think what's interesting to me as a non artist just as a fan is is that. I think where, where hip hop, where Christian, the Christian hip hoppers fail is that they're more caught up, it seems like, in the label. No one would, I mean, if I said, I wonder with some of these guys, I, I, just sometimes hearing what they say, I wonder if I walked up to them in a public place full of a bunch of different kinds of people and say, hey man, are you, are you a Christian? Are you, are you a Christian? Would they, nah man, I mean, you know, I, believe, I, I believe in Jesus, but I, but I'm, you know, I'm not a Christian because Jesus wasn't a Christian, uh, right? That line drives me insane. I will punch holes in, I will punch holes in walls. <laughs> ha, Jesus, of course, Jesus wasn't a Christian. He's Jesus. <laughs> He's the one who started it. <laughs> Dummies. But, but, but you understand the point is that what what is it about? It's almost like there's a shame to it. Right. Now I get it. Back, listen, I get it because way back in the day there was some. Like you had your SFCs, yeah. you had your PIDs, which were dope, and then you had like your JC Crews, which were not. Right, right, but, right, right. So right. I, I get it. What, what I, what I've experienced, especially starting out, and I'm, and I'm coming from a place where I was ignorant of the genre. I ain't know the genre. I was just doing what God led me to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I didn't know about Christian rabbits. Didn't know about the right. other industry. I'm just doing what I'm been called to do. Right. You know, and then. Being obedient and going into these circles. So when I would get up there and rap, when they okay, next rapper is yo MC Kill Your Mother. You know what I mean? Coming right. next, we got <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then we got you know um next we got uh, Richard Dolphin. You know I get up on stage and I do my songs unapologetically. I'm all about the Lord, all about the Word, and I'm all about reaching souls. And people will get on something. Yo, I respect that. I appreciate that. Yo, that was real. That's that consciousness. They was like, yo, that's right. that, that's that power <laughs> music. That's that spiritual consciousness. This is all I'm all I'm getting. You know what I'm saying? Yo, it's like that, right? Because like when when you gang bang, right? When you're in a gang and you're you know whatever, and then you 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 accept Christ, you come to the Lord, you start going to church, and you go back to the gang. You're like, yo, I'm you know, I'm I'm believing I'm believing in God now. Like they don't. They don't like. They don't jump you out. They don't get mad at you. Like they actually support you and they push you back to church. And you try. You try to go back to the block and hang out with them. It's like yo, what you doing here, man? Yo, ain't, ain't you believing in God now? Yo, go. You know, you go back to the church, man. You don't need to be out here in these streets. Like it's crazy. And then you come into the church and you're like, yo, I'm gonna like, nah, nah. You can't do that though. Right. You can't. You right. can't. You can't do that. Right. Nah, son. You need to chill. You can't do that. It's crazy. It's crazy to me because, all right, putting my pastor hat on. With, with the Yankee cat, uh, with the Yankee logo, right? Um, shouldn't we, right, as kingdom, as kingdom, shouldn't we applaud anybody that's trying to use their gifting to reach people that wouldn't necessarily walk into a church or go into a Christian event 
festival, concert, or whatever, right? Let's be honest. We're all guys here. A lot of us went to churches or went to Christian things because of a girl or right. girls, right? <laughs> right? So, I didn't. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Nope, never have. I, I only went because I love Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, Listen, but still. If I'm going to be humiliated in my high school with the girls, why would I go to a Christian event to be humiliated by Christian girls? No thanks. <laughs> right? But as kingdom, shouldn't we applaud and support and even pray for all these people that are doing the things that not everybody can do, going into the places that not everybody but can see, go? But you know what? You know what the, the, our issue is with that is um, I think the issue is that, again, we have preconceived notions and Preconceived judgments. And judgment about how that should be. So right. you can sit there and tell me, well, you know, God told me God told me to go to the go to the go to the strip club to go minister. Oh well, I don't know about that, brother. That's Maybe you that's, that's, that's funny. <laughs> that's, you know what I'm saying? I, we don't know about that, brother. Girls like, don't reject Joaquin in strip why would, clubs. Why would God why would God tell you? Right, you it's, it's like, like when I was a youth pastor in New York, they're like, hey, Jay, can next next Sunday we're gonna go to the Puerto Rican Day Parade to give out to give out Bible <laughs> tracks. No. <laughs> no, you're not. If you don't go out to Manhattan any other Sunday to do anything, you're yeah, definitely see, not going just so for the Puerto Rican so Day that's Parade. What I'm saying is that at the end of, I think that again, we there are we we have these preconceived notions about how it's supposed to be, how it's supposed to look, what are you supposed to do, where should it be. Now, granted, there are some non-negotiables. Yes, correct. You know what I'm saying. So I'm not. Don't don't get it twisted. But, I'm not. It does. I'm not necessarily. Now listen again. If I'll, I'll use I'll use what Joaquin said about and what what you refer to and what we refer to about fruit. Hey man, listen. If you tell me God told you to go to a trap house and reach people, yo, then I'm expecting a move of God there. Yeah, amen. Like, like, Correct. I, I can honestly say, yo, man. If you tell me, yo, God put on my heart really to go to the go to the trap house. Yo, He told me this is what He told me to do. You know, if you share it with me, He told me, hey man, listen, just go there. He wants me to go there every Friday, bring them food. Bring them some blankets. Bring them and ser- and really serve the people there, bro. Listen, who can argue with that? Because that that's that lines up. That's lining up. That Bible. lines up with scripture, right? That's but, lining up but, Bible. But my question is, shouldn't the same amount of grace that is shown and given to the CCM artists also be given to the CHH artists? It should be. But I like I told you, like I said earlier, yo. Too many people have come from the hip hop world. They've come from the hip hop world. They ran from the hip hop world and ran into the church, found Christian hip hop, which, ironically, when it was really started, the fundamental concept and purpose and drive of gospel rap was evangelism. Was evangelism. Yeah, like so the first it wasn't, it wasn't Bible about, break. It wasn't about, oh, we got these guys coming in. They turned, they threw out their Kanye West CDs, and now they're looking for a Christian alternative. You know what I'm saying? But no, again, yeah. if I can, if I go there, like I no, can, no lie. Back when I was, back when I was rapping, and I went to, oh, Ka- I went it. to Kansas. Uh-huh. <laughs> I went to Kansas <laughs> to a, to a college out there, and drove the 18 hours to be told to be, to be get like the dude laughed in my face. It's like, wow, you actually came. It's like, yeah, what? That, I, I canceled that a long time ago. We're not, we're not doing anything. Right? And not to, not to punch him in his face, me and my guy started walking around the neighborhood, and we found this rickety old church, right? And we walked in, and they just happened to be doing 
uh, a youth, like a youth conference, right? And they allowed, they allowed us to perform there. They allowed me to preach there. And then, like, not like no lies. Like, everybody who's here, if you got, like, a knucklehead CD in your car and mm-hmm. you bring it in, we'll swap out your knucklehead CD for one of ours. And, like, we, see, we, but, we gave away all our CDs, right? And that's real talk, right? Because right. a lot of people, a lot of people who, like you said, ran away from hip-hop, right, are looking for that clean alternative that will right. help help them <clears throat> so with their walk. I think I think part of the problem is that we don't like in a lot of things in life, we don't we don't have an appreciation from from where we came from. Right. Right. CCM started because you had a bunch of hippie kids that got saved, stopped doing drugs, stopped doing the whole free love movement stuff, and they needed music that was going to edify them and they needed music that was going to that was going to bring them closer to God. Christian hip hop whether you want to call it holy hip hop, gospel, gospel rap, um, was that? I said all of the above. All of the above, like you said earlier, right? It was, you know, it was because hey, we see what's happening in our community, we see what our community is listening to, so we're going to bring the message of Jesus in a way that our community can understand. I, I think that that's we we don't we don't appreciate that. These these newer cats don't appreciate it because they don't know it. That was part one of the roundtable discussion with the Access Group. Please join us on part two. See what we got to say here on the Overflow Podcast at theoverflowpodcast.com.